Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I don't think I'd be the quarterback that I am if I didn't have Coach Reed being the, my head coach. Um, and um, and, he, he, and that, other than that, he wants you to be the best person you can be. And that's something that I think is uh, truly special. He's, I mean, Pat, he's one of the- Pat Mahomes after the game, after collecting his third MVP in a Super Bowl, totally deserved um, it's funny that before the final two drives, the drive at the end of regulation, uh, including uh, rushes that totaled 33 yards, and on four third downs, he was four for four, and on one fourth down, that eight-yard run on what was really kind of a triple option opportunity in overtime, fourth and one, uh, when you know he could have, you know, I think there was the option to give it to Pacheco. There was the option, certainly, to throw it to Kelsey in the flat. But as he did down the stretch, he said, nobody is going to uh, decide this outcome more than I am. Uh, And he was outstanding. All right. um, I wanted to add uh, something that I'd missed. I'm going through the recap of this game, telling you about the things I like, all the different game situations. Um, For Kansas City, I I, I really wanted to mention Karloftis, who I actually think is turning into a star. I mean, they are so young on defense, too. Um, and George Karloftis got hurt, then he came back. But he was, you know, Kansas' first-round pick at the end of the 2022 draft. I think maybe even a little bit more explosive. Um, he was outstanding in that for San Francisco. Because I think bottom line is that half with you know 189 total yards of offense on 31 plays they had 12 first downs they had over 17 minutes time of possession and they had 10 points um, and they had 10 points because of the mistakes you know all self-inflicted look the McCaffrey there that's a good play by the defender and a great recovery by the way by Karloftis on the fumble but drive one you know they're on the move McCaffrey fumbles Drive two, you've got Trent Williams with back-to-back penalties that forces a punt. And then on their final three drives of the first half, without committing, the first two drives were drives in which they produce no points, but they had a chance to produce more. From scrimmage on their second drive after the McCaffrey fumble is a purdy throw to Brandon Ayuk, a, a, a perfectly designed play. Um, and Ayuk gets matched up on a safety and just turns him around, and it's an 18 to 19 yard play. They're out at the 43 yard line, and then Trent goes false start. Trent goes 
holding, and now it's second and 27, and you're punting. I think, you know, more than anything else, the 49ers will kick themselves for 10 total points in the first half, a 10 to 3 halftime lead when they were the better team in the first half. But turnover, penalties really uh, hurt them. I would also mention this Kyle Shanahan, who I adore, you know, as an offensive mind. There have been moments during his time in San Francisco where there have been clock management errors. And there was a clock management error at the end of the first half. Like when 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 the Chiefs got a um a first and 10 at the San Francisco 14, there was a minute 9 left. Uh and what was surprising to me is Andy Reid called a timeout, which was a terrible timeout to take. Because you didn't want to give the 49ers the ball back at the end of the first half. He called a timeout on that play with a minute nine to go. Um, Look, you're not going to, when you're first and 10 at the San Francisco 14 and you've got all your timeouts left, you're not going to run out of time. What you don't want to do is you don't want to end up giving San Francisco enough time. So that was a mistake by Reed, but then Kyle makes a massive mistake. Uh, after Mahomes hits Rice for three yards, he doesn't call a timeout. He lets the clock roll. When they got the ball back after the Butker field goal, they only had 20 seconds left. They should have had a minute left had he managed the clock appropriately. He took two timeouts with him to the locker room. Big mistake um, by Kyle Shanahan at the end of the first half especially knowing that Kansas City was going to get the ball to start the second half. I don't know, maybe he, you know, whenever I talk about these things, there could always be an explanation like, you know what, uh, Brock, you know, hurt his thumb on the possession before, which, by the way, was a an eight-play, 67-yard touchdown drive to give, give, give themselves a 10 to nothing lead. You know, uh, or we we had an issue with our our guards, and we were afraid that you know too much time Kansas City might use their timeouts and get the ball back. Okay, but no, that's not the way you think. You know, you had ten points. You're coming off a touchdown drive, and you just let the clock roll. You've got to know to use your timeouts on defense. They should have had the ball back after the field goal with a minimum of around a minute or 58 seconds, somewhere around there, left. Um, In the second half, I think they'll be kicking themselves for eight pass play calls on the first nine plays of the second half, which resulted in three and out, three and out, three and out. Now, this is one of those where we don't have the answer to it. Maybe it is a run call. Maybe they canned it to a pass call because the box was loaded. And the Chiefs really, towards the end of the first half, started to get really, really physical and tough against the run. There were a couple of big TFLs at the end of the first half. But I thought the the play calling at the beginning of the second half, you know, McCaffrey, even against a loaded front because of his yards after contact and his, you know, make miss, you know, make people miss ability is just it's good for three and a half to four yards a pop. Um, then of course the the botched punt return, which, you know, hit off the leg. It's kind of flukish. Uh, Ray Ray McLeod made the right move. Did he knew it to try to go recover the fumble and he didn't? That was a killer. Um, I thought the third and five before the field goal that made it um, that made it sixteen sixteen uh, was um, 
was it the, the the it was the field goal that made it yeah they, they, there was a third and five in the second half um towards the end of regulation it was the field goal that made it 1916 excuse me sorry i got confused there the field goal that gave them the lead with a minute 53 to go purdy just didn't see the pressure uh, and had that ball batted a little bit, and it felt incomplete. I thought there were multiple times where Purdy – by the way, I thought he made some great plays in the game. The escape and the throw to Juszczyk in overtime was amazing. He had a play where he picked up a blitz and made a throw to Debo that was almost complete. I, Purdy was fine in the game. He wasn't outstanding. He was fine. I think sometimes, though, and, and Romo pointed this out, I, I don't think he he picked up on – the blitz, and because of that, that third and five was huge because they had a chance to walk off the game. You know, it's sixteen sixteen. Kansas City's already used a timeout, and the, and so they got two left. You pick up a first down there, and you got a chance to walk off the game with a field goal, nineteen to sixteen. And instead, they had to settle for the fifty-three yard field goal that Moody made, but then gave the Chiefs plenty of time to come down. Uh, the field. I thought San Francisco defensively on Kansas City's last drive of regulation a bit too soft um, at times. Now they came with extra pressure. Don't get me wrong, but I thought they were a little bit too soft in coverage. They didn't want to give up the big, you know, play that would have given Kansas City a chance to win with a touchdown in regulation, and they nearly did. I mean, the Kelsey catch and run down to the eleven yard line on third and seven was just another incredible play uh by the Chiefs and then um you know the uh the decision that Kyle made uh to take the ball in overtime is just the wrong strategic decision he explained it as if he knew his explanation was odd in that he said we talked it over our analytics people felt like that in this game there was a chance that both teams would score and then that would give us the ball in our third possession where any points would win the game. You can't play it that way, especially in a game that's been so defensive throughout for the most part. You know, you're going into overtime at 19-19. to You know, so the strategic decision is this the correct strategic and look if he had said we're gassed we were gassed on that last drive defensively I didn't want to put my defense right back out onto the field you know there is some gray area for something like that but look this simple math from from a a a new this new overtime rule where both teams are guaranteed possession just like college if you're a college football fan and you like the college overtime rule I personally don't because you take special teams and a lot of the game, you know, you turn it into a gimmicky end. I don't like college football's overtime. But the reason college football teams defer if they win the toss in overtime is that when you get the ball for your possession, your guaranteed possession, you know, A, what you need. Do you need a touchdown? Do you need a field goal? Um, you know, what kind of score do you need? And then because the game will end – if you don't kick a field goal if you're down three or score a touchdown if you're down seven, you have fourth down as an option. It is a strategic error to take the ball with those new overtime rules. You know, it just is. And Kyle can explain it until he's blue in the face. It was the wrong decision, and as it turned out, everything that makes it a wrong decision played out. 
The Chiefs held them to a field goal, so they knew exactly what they needed on their drive, which was a minimum of three, and a touchdown wins it. And they had a fourth down, which they had to go for, and they had the ability to go for because the game ends on a play. You're not going to punt and have the game end. So um, I think San Francisco's list of mistakes are the ones that were most hurtful to the outcome of the game. Uh, Certainly in the first half, it felt like they were the better team at the line of scrimmage, and they only had 10 points because of penalties and a fumble and Kyle's mismanagement of the clock at the end of the first half, which pretty much ensured that they would not get another possession when they should have had another possession. And then, you know, some play calling early in the second half, eight dropbacks, you know, on the first nine plays leads to three, three and outs. The punt was a massive play. Oh, I forgot, obviously, the blocked extra point ends up being a crucial play uh, in the game, uh, you know, because of the score. Um, The third and five that Purdy doesn't see the blitz. The third and four, they don't block um, Chris Jones in overtime. Um, That was another hurtful thing. So yeah, that would be the list of things that you don't like if you're going team by team. The 49ers had a longer list. And man, I think if they just cut out a couple of those errors in the first half, they've got a double-digit lead at halftime. Uh, All right. Uh, What I didn't like from Kansas City, and then a few other observations from the game, and then we'll get to your uh, take at 301-230-0980. Do want to mention that The cold weather is coming back. Uh, It will be a cold end of February, probably a cold March as well. If you've had enough of the frigid drafts coming through your windows and the frustration of higher and higher heating bills, it's time to fight the February cold with quality replacement windows from Window Nation. This month only, replace your windows and save big with 50% off on all window styles. Plus, zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. Their professional installation teams have over 10 years of, ex- of experience. Plus, they can get your windows in and they can be gone in one day or less. The windows come with a lifetime warranty. They've got proven quality on the product, proven quality on the service. It's no wonder thousands of homeowners have trusted Window Nation for their homes, and you can too. Don't miss out. 50% off, zero down, zero interest, zero payments for 24 months. You can't afford to wait. If you've been thinking about new windows because you've got older windows and your heating bills are too high, call Window Nation. Give them the first shot. 86690Nation or windownation.com to schedule your free in-home. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Estimate. All right. Uh, let me just wrap this up. I've, I've talked about the things I liked from San Francisco, the things I didn't like, uh, Chiefs likes, Chiefs not likes. Let me um, – actually, I didn't get to the Chiefs, not likes. Look, two turnovers. They had five penalties for 53 yards in the first half. They weren't um, – they were dominated in many ways at the line of scrimmage for much of the first half. Uh, I talked about, you know, Kyle's clock management error at the end of the first half. Andy Reid should have never called a timeout with a minute uh, minute nine left. That made no sense at all. Um, there were low snaps throughout the game from Creed Humphrey that really killed him. The second uh, – the first drive of the second half – what a disaster, right? The pitch to Pacheco loses 12 yards. Um, it was not a great pitch by Mahomes. Then on third and 13, he's got the worst throw of the playoffs for him. Uh, he's under pressure, steps up, and throws it way over Kelsey's head. Uh, it was picked off. Um, I thought they had major problems up front offensively at times, and Mahomes just made some really good plays. But trying to deal with Hargrave, trying to deal with Armstead, trying to deal with Bosa, um, they certainly in the first half had um, major issues. Um, You know, it was not a clean game at all for the Chiefs, especially in the first half. I mean, the Chiefs at halftime had one play. A 52-yard uh, bomb to Hardman that was actually a ball that probably shouldn't have been thrown. Uh, and that was it. Other than that, they had less than 100 yards of offense in the first half. They Without that, they would have had six total first downs uh, in the first half. Um, it was not a clean performance at all. Uh, I think overall, in looking at the game... First half, San Francisco dominated. They'll be kicking themselves for the errors that they made. The McCaffrey fumble, the key penalties by Trent Williams back-to-back, not getting an extra possession by using the timeouts at the end of the first half. Uh, Appropriately, Kyle Shanahan really had a rough day with clock management, with key strategic decisions. The Chiefs were rattled in that first half um, themselves, couldn't run the football, couldn't, couldn't protect. Um, five penalties, some bad ones, including the Sneed 15-yarder, the Pacheco red zone turnover. Um, the pressure on Mahomes was nonstop. They couldn't run the football. Um, and then uh, and then you just got to a second half, and the game just turned after the first you know, half of the third quarter. It kind of turned magical the rest of the way. Um, there are several other things that I don't think I've mentioned. First of all, I want to go back to Kansas City's third drive of the first half. And Rasheed Rice gets the ball and picks up a first down on third and one. And then you think it's a fumble recovered by Watson. But then you hear Nance say, did he try to pitch the ball? And then when you saw the replay, he pitched it. He lateraled the football illegally forward. 
It wasn't called. I think it could have been challenged by Shanahan. I think they could have challenged that. That was an illegal pitch forward. Now, I don't know. Would they have said, no, We it was ruled as a fumble on the field? We don't see any evidence that's that 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 proves otherwise you know without you know we don't see enough evidence to 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 overturn our call on the field as a fumble you can fumble forward you can't pitch the ball forward anybody else pick up on that like when when I thought it was a fumble when it first happened and then when they when Nance suggested I think it was Nance that it may have been a pitch and that, you know, I don't think Andy Reid would have approved of Rasheed Rice pitching the ball after he had picked up the first down to Watson. That was definitely an intentional pitch from my standpoint. And because of it, it was illegal because it went forward. So it could have definitely – I think it would have been worth a challenge because now you're, now you're third and that would have been – I don't know, if, is that a five-yard penalty? Is an illegal forward lateral a five-yard penalty it might even be loss of down. See think, if you can find that. I think it's loss of down, and it might be more than five yards. It might be ten. Then they would have been punting there. Um, I thought there were so many bad spots in the game. You know, there, there was a Pacheco run before the fourth and one that, that was certainly challengeable. There was a Kelsey catch for a first down from deep in their own territory in the first half. There were multiple spots that I thought could be challenged. In fact, I felt, Denton, in watching last night's game, that we had mentioned that before during the postseason, that they seemed to be short-spotting as a practice, and they... Like I, I thought the Kelsey in the first half, the, the catch that he had that was clearly a first down if when you looked at the replay, but it, they had to run a third and one. They picked it up. But it was really um, – I thought there were constant bad spots in the game. Let me mention one other thing too. Um, I've noticed this throughout the NFL season this year, and I don't think I've commented on it, but I noticed it last night. There was a – Tough decision on a fourth down, and I think it was Kyle deciding between field goal and go for it. They went for that one fourth and three that they got to Kittle um, that Nance didn't think they got. Romo said, no, they got it, which they did. Um, if you notice something with the with the play clock, when the play clock gets down and a team hasn't yet decided if they're going to go for it or punt, if they decide to punt or kick the field goal rather than go for it, there are many times that they reset that play clock to 25 seconds. I don't know why that would be fair to the defense. The indecision by the offense, they should pay for that. And that happened last night, and it's happened many times during the course of the year. That's one of those things I would love to talk to somebody in the know as to why they get, you know, when they take their flat, you know, open hand and they push up, which is a signal to the clock operator to reset the play clock to 25 seconds. Not to mention, you basically then have close to a minute of elapsed time. It's great when you have the under in a game. Um, But you have close to a minute of elapsed time without any action uh, on the play clock. But that's that's an observation that I've made throughout the year. I don't think I've mentioned it, though. And I saw it again last night. The Kelsey screaming at Andy Reid thing, I don't know, guys. 
I think the a lot of times the people that really bitch about something like this are the people that have never competed in anything before. Um, it doesn't matter whether it's sports or business or anything else. Um, I, I, it was certainly in his face. It was aggressive. Andy Reid was caught off guard. But I was listening to Andy and his wife um, after the game talking about it, and he said, I was just caught off guard, and he said, I got this new hip, and Travis should know better. But they get into arguments like that, and Travis Kelsey, I think personally, as one of the greatest to ever do it at tight end, and he had only been targeted at that point in the game one time, I think he's got the right to to blow off some steam. You don't want to see that with the head coach, you know, you want to see a level of restraint when it comes to a head coach. You know, you're, you're superior. Um, but they clearly have a relationship with Andy Reid that is not an old-school coach-player relationship. That's for sure. Um, overall, just, I thought, a lot to really, really enjoy about that game. It was sloppy and error-filled, but even as I said at the very beginning of the show, even the errors in the first half were kind of shocking moments. You know, they're moving down the field and McCaffrey fumbles. The Chiefs are moving down the field and Pacheco fumbles. I mean, you got two scores taken off the board. Again, great if you've got the under like me. But um, you had, you know, a botched punt moment. You had a blocked extra point, which was so big. You know, the difference between 16 to 13 and 17 to 13 at that point is so massive. Um, You had strategic, you know, errors made by Kyle Shanahan and even, you know, to a certain degree, Andy Reid at the end of the first half. You had, you know, a a 57-yarder and a 55-yard field goal and a 53-yard field goal in the game. Not not that that's that long anymore. Um, You had great plays made. Um, Denton mentioned to me, you know, we were talking about Brock Purdy during the game during the break. I think Brock Purdy was fine in the game, but I think in the biggest moments, some of those third downs that they ended up kicking field goals on, you know, in regulation or at, in overtime. Look, the overtime one is not on him. That's that's a, that's a missed assignment on Chris Jones. I just don't think he saw where the blitz was coming from. I thought I think that he didn't see it or feel it enough, and he had by my count three balls either deflected or, or batted uh, in general. One of them, there was a, a defensive holding on the call on a third down that bailed San Francisco out. Uh, but um, I, I thought he was fine. I thought he made some really good plays. Ultimately, he was 23 of 38 for 255 and a touchdown. Um, he made some plays off schedule, scrambling. Uh, the horse collar penalty, I don't know. Was that I, I, He grabbed him from, from that thing. I don't think he ripped it enough. I mean, he didn't even, I mean, he was running out of bounds. I thought that that was ticky-tack, um, but um, I thought Purdy was solid in the game. Uh, you know, he certainly wasn't the reason they lost. But by comparison, every big third down, every big play, Mahomes made, and Purdy didn't on a lot of those plays. Um, anyway, uh, all right, your turn, 301 230 0980. Denton, I want your thoughts on the game, and then we'll get to your phone calls next. It's the Kevin Sheehan Show on the Team 980, the Team980.com. We're free and live on the Odyssey app.
Chiefs beat the 49ers yesterday in Super Bowl 58, 25-22. That's their third Super Bowl in five years. Patrick Mahomes wins Super Bowl MVP, his third MVP. He joins Tom Brady and Joe Montana as the only players with three Super Bowl MVPs. Leading up to the game on NFL Network, it was reported by Ian Rappaport and Mike Garofolo that Chicago would be willing to trade the number one overall pick for a historic haul. Mike Garofolo then said that Washington could call Chicago to at least gauge what that could look like with the assumption that they would draft Caleb Williams at number one overall. And that's what's trending. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. coach this game has ever seen. He's unbelievable at not only dialing up plays and having everybody prepared, but he's one of the best leaders of men that I've ever seen in my life. And um, He's helped me a lot with that, with channeling that emotion, with channeling that passion. And um, I owe my entire career to that guy and being able to kind um, of control um, how, how emotional I get. And um, I just love him. Travis Kelsey on Andy Reid yesterday. Steve Spagnuolo was really good, too. Really good. He's become a really good big game defensive coordinator during uh, his career. Andy Reid now with five Super Bowls puts him one behind Don Shula. And um, I'm sorry, excuse me, three Super Bowl wins, uh, putting him um, uh, in that list of Walsh and Gibbs both at three, which is one behind Noel and three behind Belichick. But in terms of Super Bowl games, I mean, we knew that before yesterday. He's third on the list with five. Um, Man, Gibbs still sitting there, uh, tied for third all time with three Super Bowl wins. So if you want Gibbs to remain in that tied for third, we can't root for Andy Reid anymore. All right, 301-230-0980. We'll get to your calls in a moment. Denton, what did I leave out or what did you want to emphasize from yesterday? I don't know that you you left anything out, but I was really surprised with how little of a factor Devo Samuel was, specifically in, in the first half. I thought they were going to really emphasize getting him the ball. He only had two catches for, for 20, 40 yards. I mean, I know they tried a couple of times 
uh, to get it to him, and they just weren't able to make it work. Like, Purdy kind of uh, missed him low. Uh, there was one that was behind him a little bit, and they just weren't able to get him the ball as much as they would have liked. But I, I thought that was going to – I thought that was going to be the real focal point for San Francisco is going to be Christian McCaffrey and Debo in the first half. So I was, I was a little surprised that he was kind of a non-factor in in the game, at least in the first half. Uh, but you, I mean, you, you've kind of emphasized the Mahomes stuff. Th- there's not much more that I can really add to it. We're, we're beating a dead horse, but he's one of the greatest that we've ever seen do it. And he constantly finds ways with less talent to do it. I do think it's, it's like this weird, beautiful irony that the two guys that score touchdowns for Kansas city were Valdez Scantling and McCole Hardman, each of whom have had very rough seasons this year. And those were the guys that Patrick Mahomes trusted with, uh, the game on the line to uh, to put points up on the board. So the way the Kansas yeah, City offense cup, is crazy. A couple of those third downs, you know, the third down on the regulation drive to Kelsey was massive. The third down in overtime to Rice versus that zero coverage blitz was brilliant. Um, I mean, he saw it the whole way, just let him out there, and it was a beautiful catch and run for 12, 13 yards or whatever it was. Yeah, you know, on your first point, First of all, Debo, one of the several players, I mean, there were key injuries throughout. I mean, the Greenlaw weird injury, obviously. Uh, Debo's injury, they lost a guard um, during the game. And then losing Kittle in overtime was big. Kittle, Kittle was the one thought, you know, going into this game that Kansas City had been a little bit vulnerable to some tight ends. Two catches, four yards. He and Samuel combined for five catches, 37 yards. I know Debo was hurt. He had a big catch and run there, even with the hamstring issue uh, in uh, the fourth quarter. Um, they're still one of the hardest teams I've ever seen to tackle. And Kansas City is the same thing. You know, I would just say in this game, you just had, in looking at it, and we didn't emphasize this heading into the game because we were talking mostly about Washington's coaching situation the last couple of, of weeks, but just the best at positions across the board. I mean, the best quarterback, maybe the best left tackle in the game, maybe the best interior defensive tackle in the game, maybe the best pass rusher in the game, edge pass rusher in the game, the best linebacker in the game, the best running back in the game. It just goes on and on and on. The the the, the incredible um greatness and talent in this game. All right, uh, your turn. Uh, let's start with Michael. Michael, go ahead. Now, Kevin, I thought it was a meh game for the most part. Not super impressive, but then super compelling from the fourth quarter on. And you're right. Mahomes just makes plays. It's just insane watching him. One of the things that struck me was, and what was the most difficult part, was listening to Tony Romo, especially on that grounding thing where he's like, why didn't he ground the ball when the, the one player is still coming back on sides? It would have been a penalty taking them out of field goal range if he had gra- uh, grounded it. I couldn't believe that Tony Romo did not put that together, but that's not shocking. Uh, again, Mahomes is just next level great. Uh, really not nice to see Purdy rise to the occasion. Uh, he just, you're right, he, was, he wasn't the reason they lost, but he was, uh, he rose to the occasion, and it was really nice to see that. Um, well, that's not what I said about Purdy, So, um, uh, but I'll, I'll get to that in a moment. But thanks for the call, as always. And, yeah, Mahomes was great. And, yeah, it was at halftime, it was a meh game 
Although, again, even some of the errors were kind of exciting and stunning in the moment, the two fumbles um, in particular. I thought Purdy was solid in the game. I think the problem was third down for the 49ers in general. Um, They were 3-for-12, and there were some big third downs there. You know, you had the third and five before the field goal that made it um, 19 to 16. He just didn't see the McDuffie pressure or the uh, the pressure. Um, there was another third and four earlier. He just didn't see the pressure on a long field goal attempt. And then, look, I don't put the third down and four in overtime at the Kansas City eight-yard line or wherever it was. I don't put it on him. That, that seemed to be a missed assignment with Chris Jones. I thought that there was a lot of things about Purdy to like in the game. I think he really – the thing that really has grown on me about Purdy isn't the in-timing stuff, which he's very good at and in that system. You know, a lot of quarterbacks can be good at that. I think he's really made plays off schedule. Um, and really created extra time in the pocket and outside of it. And I think one of the things that I believe about Brock Purdy now that I didn't believe at the beginning of the season or maybe even in the middle of the season, he is definitely a top half of the league starting quarterback. But there are some limitations here early in his career. He doesn't see – they fooled him multiple times with the pressure. He continues to get balls batted and deflected. Um, top five in the league this year in that. Had you know two or three more in the game last night. But they needed, you know, they needed more touchdowns in the game. Um, and there were third downs that they just didn't get done and Mahomes did. You know, Kansas City was 10 of 19 on third down and 5 for 5 on third and fourth down in the final drive and in overtime, and the 49ers were 3 for 12 on third down in that game. Uh, let's go to let's go to Robert. Robert, we haven't heard from in Annapolis a while. Robert, go ahead. Yeah, that, that was probably one of the most, if not the most, impressive four-game NFL postseason that I've ever seen. I mean, in beating the Dolphins, Bills, and Ravens, the Chiefs, uh, they beat the, the three other best teams in the AFC, and then they beat the best team in the NFC. And, and Mahomes should certainly get all the accolades that he earned. But, but the team, the defense, and the yeah. special teams uh, came together. I mean, they could have lost not the Dolphin game, but any of those other games, but they make the plays when they need to make the plays. So, I mean, that's why they're champions. That's just how champions are made. And uh, hats off to them for, for what they've done, you know. Yeah, I, I it was so much more about the team this year um, than it's been. I mean, th- and I talked about this at the beginning, but I think you guys all understand this. This was not the year the Chiefs were supposed to win the, the Super Bowl as the season went on. We saw a team that really struggled at times. They did not have a clear-cut number one wide receiver on the team. Rasheed Rice developed into a really good receiver. You know, is he a true number one? Maybe. Um, Kelsey had up and down moments. There just was a lot that was off with the Chiefs offensively in particular. That that Christmas Day performance against the Raiders, that was a stunner. I I remember saying, well, they're not winning it this year. Like you can't you can't lose to the Raiders at home on Christmas Day when the opposing quarterback throws for 50 yards or whatever Aiden O'Connell threw for that day, Denton. It was like 50-something yards, I think. Um, and it was just – it was really painful to watch them at times, and they were led by their defense, which just is not only outstanding and took a major step up, it's young. 
they got to get Chris Jones re-signed. I would imagine that if they have to tag him, they'll tag him. Um, but the, the, the last 60 to 90 minutes of that game last night was as drama-filled, as compelling, and Mahomes just rose to the occasion like he always does. Uh, let's go to Colin. Colin, go ahead. Yeah, hi. I'm calling about the analytics discussion for, uh, you know, taking possession in overtime. Sure. Uh, it's my understanding that it's a really tough, close call. It's about 50.29% uh, in favor of going first. Uh, and one of the tactics that can be done to mitigate that by the team that ends up going second is to go for two. And my understanding was that that was the plan for the Chiefs. Um, well, they didn't so need to go for two because they were down three. In the event that they were uh, a touchdown right. was scored on the first position. Well, why would that favor the team taking the ball first? That. Pardon? Why would that? Why would the analytics favor taking the ball first if the other team not only has the option of fourth down but going for two in the win? Did I misunderstand yeah, uh, so, your lean? You you said, and I I I don't need the analytics on this one. It, to me, it's really not that difficult. It's strategically incorrect to take the ball in the first possession of overtime. You 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 have the I, the advantage of knowing what you need when you don't take the ball first and you get the ball the second, and then yeah. having four downs at your disposal. Oh, so point. how is I mean, it look, analytic? I, I, I haven't seen this. It might be a Seth Walder thing, but trust me, uh, I think it was a strategic Brian, error not to take the football. Yeah, I, maybe I'm not to, to, I to go in defense first. the second mover advantage. What you're describing here is the second mover advantage, in my opinion. Yes. And, and from a, uh, so what that does is it helps cancel out the advantage of going first. And to be clear, the advantage of going first is that any time there is an odd number of drives, the person, the team that goes first, gets an extra possession. That's right. That's, that's very valuable. That that so, is again, that I, is I, valuable, but it's also uh, in the situation in which the other teams guaranteed a drive. First of all, the likelihood of more than two drives isn't super high when you've ended with scores at the end there. Um, but it's it's all about. I, I see what you're saying. No, you're, you're correct. But I would think that. The knowing what you need and the strategic, uh, the advantage of having four downs at your disposal would more than overcome the odd drive. You know, you know potentially having that third drive. And I, I haven't uh, seen yeah, the yeah. analytics on it. I just know why I, I college teams, a... why college teams do it. But in the college, it's different because if you go to a second overtime, nobody's going to have one more drive than the other. So I, I understood on that standpoint as well. Yeah, Brian Burke uh, did a study on this um, that I quote tweeted you on. He's you know ESPN's head. Yeah, I know. Former head. We've had him on. Uh, and so, uh, and stats by Lopez. Uh, you know, this was one of their uh, Michael Lopez's rule changes. And I, yeah, so I do want to present the perspective that from the analytics community, my understanding is it's a very split decision, and you can probably make arguments for both cases, and that's why it's probably a really good rule. Yeah, for sure. Um, in last night's game, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought about it. But I actually, you know, your call in in giving me what the actual numbers are makes me curious as to whether or not Kyle was absolutely being forthright, because my my gut was that Kyle potentially and the Forty ers 
didn't know what to do in that spot. But he said our analytics group th- you know, thought that having the ball in a third possession with the score tied was the reason to take the ball first, which is what you're making as the case as to why there might be a slight advantage. Look, I, I thought it was debatable not from that standpoint at the beginning. I thought it was debatable if Kyle Shanahan said, I got a defense that if I put him back out onto the field right now, Kansas City's going right down the field and scoring a touchdown because they are gassed. I thought both teams looked gassed at the end. But thank you for the call. That was a really good call. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to look more into the actual Brian Burke and Seth Walters of the world to see what they said. I didn't even look to see what they said because to me, the advantage of knowing what you need and the advantage of having a fourth down at your disposal um, more than would override the possibility of having two possessions to your one. Uh, let's go to Sabah. Sabah's on hold. Sabah, what do you think about the Super Bowl? Hey, Kevin. Um, well, um, thanks for taking my call. I think you're kind of underselling Purdy a little bit. I thought, if anything, uh, Purdy was failed by, quote, the p- people around him. You got Trent Williams had a huge uh, bad penalties. Um, you yep. got the muff punt, the, the the missed point after. His coach was way outcoached. He definitely, definitely should have deferred uh, in the overtime because um, also if you give them the ball first, if you somehow get a fumble or pick six, game is over. So if you got the ball first and they score on defense, the game is over. Don't assume there's going to be three possessions. So I thought that Purdy was excellent. He did not throw an interception. Mahomes did. And, uh, but yet uh, the narrative is how great Mahomes was. Mahomes was pretty good. And I don't want to be against him when he needs to score to tie or win because I know he'll probably do it. But to, to say that Purdy uh, was outplayed, I think, is a false statement. Purdy carried his team, and his teammates did nothing but fail him right and left. So I was very impressed with Purdy, and I think both teams got their quarterback. And I would not give Purdy away at all if I was San Francisco. Well, I don't think they're going to. I, I think he played exceptionally well in the second half after Detroit gave him that opportunity or in the last quarter and a half in the NFC Championship game. I thought he played well in that final drive against Green Bay. I think his overall performance against the Packers in Detroit, you know, start to finish in those games, was not great. Uh, I did not think he was very good in the Green Bay game at all. Um, did not think he was great well, for the he, first half he was great when against it the Lions. Most. But I thought he played well yesterday. I just think the biggest moments – it was about Mahomes coming through and Purdy not coming through. And I think a lot no, of it was not coming through. Purdy <laughs> excuse me? It was his teammates that didn't come through in the biggest moments. You got no, I think there I think in I think there were multiple occasions on third do you want to go ahead. Your show. Yeah. But but the point is you're saying that he yeah. failed in the biggest moments. He actually didn't fail. People didn't pick up the blitz. You said that he had a, another a, a pass that should have been intercepted. Well, Mahomes had one that should have been intercepted. He should have had two interceptions. My point is Mahomes got facilitated way more than Purdy did. But yet the narrative is Mahomes is better than Brady. Mahomes got carried across the finish line. Purdy he did. Got last night from. Mahomes got carried across the finish line last night. With all the mistakes that the other team did and with the poor coaching, his coaching, that play uh, late in the game where the guy um, comes across like he's going to go across the formation and immediately comes back and then it's a run or pass, that's an amazing play. You don't think Purdy or any quarterback could have done that play? 
I mean, he gets set well, up co- by his Of coaches. course. But yeah. I think, actually, you could have thrown it to McCole Hardman on the final right. play. But they exactly. had to get down there. You do realize that, right? They actually had yes, to get down there. Is, I don't know if you saw the fourth and, and one run or the team. third and one run or the, the, the third and six against the all-out zero coverage blitz to Rice. No, Mahomes carried his team across the, the finish line. Purdy played well. Purdy missed on a, on some big third downs. I think he didn't see the pressure. I'm not talking about the Chris Jones play in overtime. I'm talking about the two previous third downs that led to field goals. I don't think he saw. Um, and I think that's still, though, a thing that he can grow in. He's he's only in year two of his career. I was more impressed with Purdy than unimpressed. Um, but, uh, no, he was not Patrick Mahomes uh, in the game. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> For those of you that I miss, we'll come back to calls hopefully later in the show. Ben Standing next, Kevin Sheehan Show, the Team 980 and the Team980.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 